guys, welcome back to another ESL podcast. And today we're going to be getting into some ILs. So for those of you who are watching my premiere on YouTube, on Facebook, wherever it may be, there are a number of premieres that are going to be happening today because I fell a little bit behind with a couple of things. But nonetheless, guys, we got some good stuff here, okay? Because you guys love my IELTS listening podcast so much, and I love it because I scroll down and I look at the numbers and I'm like, man, these videos and these podcasts do so well. It's because probably a lot of you need that help. So that's why I'm like, okay, well, you know what? Let's do this eucalyptus treat. That's right, people. We're getting into, I don't even know what book this is, but we're going off basically what I had done before, which was uh, the part three of test one in either IELTS book 14 or 15. Has 15 come out? I don't know. I'm getting ready to go to the bookstore, by the way. Love the bookstore out here in Thailand. So, guys, I'm going to be doing the eucalyptus tree. Now, for those of you who are listening to this podcast before or after, know that on Patreon, if you still have difficulties with listening, you have listening techniques in Patreon. I go over a lot of great stuff in there. I even bring interviewees on there. So, again, if you're interested in the techniques on how I develop this, please go onto my Patreon or contact me and say, okay, what is it do, What is it I get? You know, what am I going to get throughout this process? One month, two months, I'm taking my test in November. Okay, I'll stay on there for two months and da-da-da-da-da. It's really, really good stuff. Just reach out to me about that, okay? So nonetheless, guys, here we go. I'm going to screen share as always. I do hope that my sound and everything is on. And Again, guys, I've talked about this before. This is like a IELTSpracticeonline.com. You'll be able to find everything there. It's fantastic. So we're doing part four. Part four here in Thailand is very difficult for a lot of students. However, part four in other countries, such as the country you're possibly in, it could be easy. Now, again, I tell my students to score very high in the first section, right? First, what, eight, nine, what is it? The eight, nine... Yeah, get about eight or nine correct in that first section, which is obviously filling in the blank of information. It's technically a form. So that when you get to part four, part four and you can't perform as well, the other parts still make up for it, right? So again, always aim for that 30 out of 40, which is a seven. But at the same time, you need to get almost a max score in the beginning. And then you could probably get eight in the second, eight in the third, and then probably miss about four you'll still fall in that seven range, right? In those four sections. So what we have here, people, is we have a very, very good one. And what I'm gonna be discussing today is the eucalyptus tree. For those of you listening, I'm gonna go over this. Write one word, okay? Now, again, this is very easy to follow. Let me tell you why. It's because you have the big headings, right? So that's importance. Okay, then of course, reasons for the decline in number diseases. Then you have a proper noun such as Mandela yellows. The cause, okay. And then you have the second one, the bell minor associated dieback. The cause, mm. then you have bushfires. That could be a little bit crazier, but all you have to do is just wait for those keywords and you guys see them there. Now, in the listening, I'm gonna give you an example. If you know synonyms, you will do well. If you look at importance, it says it provides. What is the synonym for provide? 
Now, before even listening to this, I'm like, okay, I know what they're going to say in the listening. They're going to say give. They kind of like to throw you off with that. Now, if you don't have enough synonyms under your belt, this is what makes IELTS listening very difficult. So again, my Thai students, they probably don't understand what provide means, or they probably don't know right off the back a synonym for provide. This is what you need to build up before doing that listening test. All right, so again, I do hope that this is actually connected to my Blue Yeti. I don't even know if it is, but you know what? It's too late to even, yeah, it's too late to even get into that. Who cares? Okay, so here we go. What we're going to be doing is I'm going to press play. I'm going to walk you through this, okay? Now, again, the first part, 31 and 32, we have importance. It provides blank and food for a wide range of species. 32, its leaves provide which is used to make a disinfected. So we're looking for nouns all the way down the line. Why? Because one word, okay? Uh, or it could be like an adjective, adverb, it depends. But primarily nouns, countable or uncountable, or a single count noun, or of course a countable noun, okay? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to play this bad boy. Hey, I'm going to talk about the eucalyptus tree. This is a very common tree here in Australia, where it's also sometimes called the gum tree. First, I'm going to talk about why it's important. Then I'm going to describe some problems it faces at present. Right, well, the eucalyptus tree is an important tree for lots of reasons. Okay, so we got importance. Okay, that's a noun. And then he said important. Wait, wait, importance? Yeah, and then it is important, an adjective. These two correlate. So we're now going into the main block, those two bullet points. All right, so here we go. For example, it gives shelter to creatures like birds and bats. Okay, here we go. Like I said, you got the pronoun it, which makes it very easy. But like I said, provides was not used. Gives was used instead. And if we look at wide range of species, he named two of them, bats and, wow, I already forgot the other one, bats and something else. So it provides shelter. All right. Do you understand how that, do you understand how that works? So now we're going to be going into the next part. And these and other species also depend on it for food particularly the nectar from its flowers. So it supports biodiversity. It's useful to us humans too, because we can kill germs with a disinfectant made from oil extracted. Ah, okay. We can kill germs using a disinfectant that was made by, okay, so again, Let's go back so we can understand this just a little bit more. As humans too, because we can kill germs with germs. a disinfectant made from oil extracted oil. from eucalyptus leaves. Leaves. There it is. It went from the beginning. Oh, I'm sorry. The end to the beginning. Okay. So we can kill germs using a disinfectant, which is at the end of the sentence. Okay. Using oil. Oil is the answer. Okay, provided 
by eucalyptus leaves. So it went from the end of the sentence using disinfectant, which is used blah, 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 oil provided by eucalyptus leaves. Okay, so I want you guys to listen to that just one more time. I don't want to go too fast. Particularly the nectar from its flowers. So it supports biodiversity. It's useful to us humans too because we can kill germs with a disinfectant made from oil extracted from eucalyptus leaves. Extracted from eucalyptus leaves. So there it is. Do you guys understand? All right, this is how you're going to follow it. So, again, disinfected. That was one of the main key words, okay? And we're looking for its leaves provide. What does it provide? Well, again, we can kill germs. It doesn't provide germs. Obviously not. But, again, we can use a disinfectant made by, mm, extracted from eucalyptus leaves. Boom. All right, so now going into number 33, we have to listen for the first mention of the Mandela yellows. It says, cause, lime used for making, mm, was absorbed, okay? Trees were unable to take, it, take in necessary iron through the roots, blah, 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 blah. So lime used for making what? All right, let's keep it going. The eucalyptus grows all over Australia and the trees can live for up to 400 years. So it's alarming that all across the country, numbers of eucalyptus are falling because the trees are dying off prematurely. So what are the reasons for this? One possible reason is disease. As far back as the 1970s, the trees started getting a disease called Mundula yellows. The tree's leaves would gradually turn yellow, then the tree would die. It wasn't until 2004 that they found the cause of the problem was lime, or calcium hydroxide, to give it its proper chemical name, which was being used in the construction of roads. Was being used in the construction of roads. Lime, again. Don't get thrown off by the whole hydro, what, what, the hydrogen clock side, whatever he said, okay? Because I'm listening for the key word. I knew that that wasn't the key word. I was waiting for the, it's used for making or for the construction of roads. Plural, countable noun. Roads is number 33. Roads is your answer. Let's do it again. Chemical name, which was being used in the construction of roads. The lime was being washed away into the ground and affecting the roots of the eucalyptus trees nearby. What it was Okay, so oh so now we're gonna be getting into the Bell Miner associated dieback. We have to listen for that proper noun. Because a lot of you you might get thrown off and say, Oh my god, are we on number four? The 34? No, you gotta listen for the next proper noun. The proper noun is Bell Miner Associated Dieback. All right. was doing was preventing the trees from sucking up the iron they needed for healthy growth. When this was injected back into the affected trees, they immediately recovered. But this problem only affected a relatively small number of trees. By 2000, huge numbers of eucalyptus were dying along Australia's east coast of a disease known as Bell Minor Associated Dieback. Boom. 
The bell miner is a bird, and the disease seems to be common where there are high populations of bell miners. Okay, wait, 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 wait. okay. Now again, high populations of bell miners. Now the cause: bell miner associated dieback. Okay. Now bell miners feed on the eucalyptus leaves. Now bell miner hyphen. That's used as one word, but don't get thrown off because we did not hear the eucalyptus leaves yet. And we didn't hear about the whole feeding process, which is going to be paraphrased. We have to wait. Do not make haste with throwing down the answer. Why? Because the next sentence is hyphenated with no question. The sentence after that is hyphenated with no question. And then you have your second proper noun, which is bush fibers. Uh, I'm sorry, bush fires, actually, which is your your third main idea. Let's just put it that way because it's in bold. It's B. So do not make haste because we have to continue listening. Again, it's the leaves of the trees that are affected. What happens is that insects settle on the leaves and eat their way round them, destroying... Insects settle on the leaves and eat their way around them. Leaves mentioned okay eucalyptus leaves leaves settle on the leaves and eat eat meaning feed feed on the eucalyptus leaves what feeds on the eucalyptus leaves a, pro a, a plural countable noun or a singular count noun and that is which insects got it so again, don't make haste, because I know some of you would have said, oh, bell minor, okay, bell hyphen minor. No, be cool, because we didn't hear the feed or the eat, which was paraphrased, or the leaves. All right, so now there's gonna be a long explanation, and we have to wait for the, again, second part, which is bushfires. But again, you know how I like to do this. What you're gonna do is you're gonna go through 35 through 40, Okay, looking at this now for my ESL podcast, I'm going to tell you what this is. If you guys want to know the answers, again, my Patreon, I'm going to do the follow-up video of this. So you make sure you tune in. Okay, now for those of you who want to test this out and throw some of your answers down for 35 through 40, let's do it. All right, so for those of you listening to my ESL podcast, here we go. William Jackson's theory. Okay, bullet point. High frequency bushfires have impact on vegetation, resulting in the growth of, okay, growing of something. That's number 35. Number 36 is after the bullet point, which is mid-frequency bushfires result in the growth of eucalyptus forests because they space. Okay, but then you have two hyphens after that, which is 36 and 37. 36, make more mm, available to the trees and maintain the quality of the space. Then we have the last bullet point. Low frequency bushfires result in the growth of mm, rainforest. There's a space, which is hyphen uh, mm, ecosystem. This is interesting because you're going to hear two answers. I wonder which one you will answer. Make sure you comment down below, okay, people? And then, of course, an ideal environment for the space of the bell miner. Now, again, if you want to see my follow-up, contact me. 
get yourself in the IELTS badge, all exclusive material for everyone out there. You know it. I've already talked about it on so many occasions, but if not, again, I'm going to write down some details on my blog. So you make sure you go to my blog, thearseniobuckshow.com. All righty. So here we go. Let me play this bad boy all the way through. Join them as they go, and at the same time, they secrete a solution which has sugar in it. The bell minor birds really like this solution, and in order to get as much as possible, they keep away other creatures that might try to get it. So these birds and insects flourish at the expense of other species, and eventually so much damage is done to the leaves that the tree dies. But experts say that trees can start looking sick before any sign of bell minor associated dieback. So it looks as if the problem might have another explanation. One possibility is that it's to do with the huge bushfires that we have in Australia. A theory proposed over 40 years ago by ecologist William Jackson is that the frequency of bushfires in a particular region affects the type of vegetation that grows there. If there are very frequent bushfires in a region, this encourages grass to grow afterwards, while if the bushfires are rather less frequent, this results in the growth of eucalyptus forests. So why is this? Why do fairly frequent bushfires actually support the growth of eucalyptus? Well, one reason is that the fire stops the growth of other species which would consume water needed by eucalyptus trees. And there's another reason. If these other quick-growing species of bushes and plants are allowed to proliferate, they harm the eucalyptus in another way by affecting the composition of the soil and removing nutrients from it. So some bushfires are actually essential for the eucalyptus to survive as long as they are not too frequent. In fact, there's evidence that Australia's indigenous people practiced regular burning of bushland for thousands of years before the arrival of the Europeans. But since Europeans arrived on the continent, the number of bushfires has been strictly controlled. Now, scientists believe that this reduced frequency of bushfires to low levels has led to what's known as dry rainforest, which seems an odd name as usually we associate tropical rainforest with wet conditions. And what's special about this type of rainforest? Well, Unlike tropical rainforest, which is a rich ecosystem, this type of ecosystem is usually a simple one. It has very thick, dense vegetation, but not much variety of species. The vegetation provides lots of shade, so one species that does find it ideal is the bell minor bird, which builds its nests in the undergrowth there. But again, that's not helpful for the eucalyptus tree. That is the end of part four. There it is, people. Congratulations, you made it to the end again. As I've already said, 
Patreon available. Write your comments in the comment section. So before I even sum up this podcast, it's very, very interesting uh, hearing about the eucalyptus trees because I had never known about what the eucalyptus tree was until I actually bought a spray. So this spray, it actually has a very refreshing smell that keeps insects away. So I had learned about this probably back in March, but I had vaguely heard about the eucalyptus from an Australian teacher who I work with out here in Bangkok, Thailand, um, because of the big bushfires. This is all relative, which is insane. I was listening to this, I said, that's what he told me. So the underbrush, such as what, of course, the native Australians, um, you know, all that underbrush, Australia has a tendency of burning it off, but then they basically horrored, meaning kept a lot of that underbrush over the, you know, X amount of years. And this is why Australia had one of the worst fires since 2009. So is it 2009? No, I think it was 2011, if I'm not mistaken. No, it was 2009. So in 2009, eucalyptus trees, obviously they were known for literally not killing people, but they caught on fire so quickly when that big ember, it was like a big wall of flames literally came crashing down on towns all across. I don't know if this was Melbourne or Sydney, but of course the biggest disaster area being Marysville. You guys could check that out. But again, the eucalyptus tree is very prone to fires. So um, yeah, that's another thing. So over the course of this year, I learned so much about eucalyptus trees. Again, the positive, how it could be re very refreshing, but at the same time, it could be very negligent for society. Um, and it could, it, could it could catch fire very, very easily. And again, he talked about number 36. I won't give you the answer, but something needs to be available for those trees. And obviously, with Australia having one of the biggest heat waves and the wind being ridiculous, this is how the fire began. And again, it was actually a couple of people had started the fire just as what had happened in Oregon uh, this past probably 10 days. There was, um, he was actually responsible for seven fires. Just a disgusting human being. Uh, but anyways, guys, that's a little history for you guys. It's very fascinating to know about this stuff, but boom. You guys, congratulations, man. You guys have tuned in to my ESL podcast for another time. Again, Patreon is available. For those of you out there who are budget strict for $50 a month, you get a ridiculous amount of content. You get two free coaching hours. You get a writing task, one review. You get a writing task, two review. All for You get about probably $500 to $1,000 worth of stuff for only $50 a month. So guys, don't be afraid, man. Come on in, contact me, say, hey, I'm interested in your IELTS Patreon badge. Can I have a call for about 15 minutes, go over some details? If it's all good, I'll purchase it. And then, hey, you get two free coaching hours. And those coaching hours right now are priced at $30 an hour. So you basically get a discount of, I don't know what the math is. Let's just say between 25 and, uh, 25 and 17% right? On the coaching hours. And then you get two free evals. So that's an additional 10% that's off right there. So you basically get a good 33% plus all the content. So guys, if you're interested, again, contact me and stay tuned for more, man. I'm going to put a lot of listening techniques on there. So if you guys need those listening techniques, let me know. I'm your host, as always. Stay tuned for more. Over and out.